When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today is the 132nd birthday of the film director W.S. Van Dyke. His Thin Man movies are some of my very favorite movies. The world is a better place because he was in it and still feels the loss that he has left. Name, W.S. Van Dyke. A.K.A. Woodbridge Strong Van Dyke II. Date of birth, March 21, 1889. Place of birth, San Diego, California. Date of death, February 5, 1943. Place of death, Brentwood, California. Cause of death, suicide. Remains, buried, Forest Lawn Memorial Park, Glendale, California. Wife, Zena, Division 1935 wife, Ruth Mannix, M., February 26, 1935, until his death, three children Hollywood Walk of Fame 6141 Hollywood Boulevard. Best known for, Woodbridge Strong W. S., Van Dyke II was an American film director and writer who made several successful early sound films, including Tarzan the Ape Man in 1932, The Thin Man in 1934, San Francisco in 1936, and six popular musicals with Nelson Eddy and Jeanette MacDonald. Woodbridge Strong Van Dyke II was born on March 21, 1889 in San Diego, California. His father was a superior court judge who died the day his son was born. His mother, Laura Winston, returned to her former acting career. As a child actor, Van Dyke appeared with his mother on the vaudeville circuit with traveling stock companies. They traveled the West Coast and into the Middle West. When he was five years old, they appeared at the old San Francisco Grand Opera House in Blind Girl. He would later remember his unusual education. I think I've been to school in every state in the Union. Whenever the company stopped off long enough in any city I went back behind a school desk. The rest of the time my mother taught me. When Van Dyke was 14 years old, he moved to Seattle to live with his grandmother. While attending business school, he worked several part-time jobs, including janitor, waiter, salesman, and railroad attendant. Van Dyke's early adult years were unsettled, and he moved among jobs. On June 16, 1909, he married in Pierce, Washington, Zenberth Ashford, November 3, 1887, October 2, 1951, actress Zelda Ashford, and the two joined various touring theater companies, finally arriving in Hollywood in 1915. In 1915, Van Dyke found work as an assistant director to D.W. Griffith on the film The Birth of a Nation. The following year, he was Griffith's assistant director on Intolerance. That same year he worked as an assistant director to James Young on Unprotected, 1916, The Lash, 1916, and the lost film Oliver Twist, in which he also played the role of Charles Dickens. In 1917, Van Dyke directed his first film, The Land of Long Shadows, for s Studios. That same year he directed five other films, The Range Boss, Open Places, Men of the Desert, Gift the Gab, and Sadie Goes to Heaven. In 1927, he traveled to Tacoma to direct two silent films for the new H.C. Weaver Productions, Eyes of the Totem and The Heart of the Yukon, the latter is considered a lost film. According to Tim McCoy in his autobiography, Van Dyke, who directed him in War Paint and five others for MGM in the late 1920s, was eventually to become a giant among Hollywood's creative geniuses. McCoy went on to say, for in addition to being an annoyingly arrogant, maddeningly self-opinionated, 
damn sure of himself and utterly ruthless, Van was truly a great director. McCoy went on to say, he, Van Dyke, evidenced a degree of concern for my well-being on a par with the level of compassion that might have been exhibited by a 19th-century Arab slaver herding a batch of the lately damned across the equator. He then told a similar story that Robert Canham's Van Dyke biography mentioned in some detail but lacking Canham's sugar-coated retelling. An extra fired a blank round too close to McCoy's face, knocking him off his horse and caused pain and a wound needing hospitalization. McCoy said that Van Dyke cursed him soundly for falling off his horse and ruining the shot. He asked him if he was ready for another shot and then cautioned McCoy to try to do it right. During the silent era he learned his craft and by the advent of the talkies was one of MGM's most reliable directors. He came to be known as One Take Woody or One Take Van Dyke, for the speed with which he would complete his assignments. MGM regarded him as one of the most versatile, equally at home directing costume dramas, westerns, comedies, crime melodramas, and musicals. Many of his films were huge hits and top box office in any given year. He received Academy Award for Best Director nominations for The Thin Man, 1934, and San Francisco, 1936. He also directed the Oscar-winning classic Eskimo, also known as Mala the Magnificent, in which he also has a featured acting role. His other films include The Island Adventure White Shadows in the South Seas, 1928, its follow-up, The Pagan 1929, Trader Horn, 1931, which was filmed almost entirely in Africa, Tarzan the Ape Man, 1932, Manhattan Melodrama, 1934, and Marie Antoinette, 1938. He is perhaps best remembered, however, for directing Myrna Loy and William Powell in four Thin Man films, The Thin Man, 1934, After The Thin Man, 1936, Another Thin Man, 1939, and Shadow of the Thin Man, 1941, and Jeanette MacDonald and Nelson Eddy in six of their greatest hits, Naughty Marietta, 1935, Rosemary, 1936, Sweethearts, 1938, New Moon, 1940, uncredited because halfway through filming Robert Z. Leonard took over, Bittersweet, 1940, and I Married an Angel, 1942. The earthquake sequence in San Francisco is considered one of the best special effects sequences ever filmed. To help direct, Van Dyke called upon his early mentor, D. W. Griffith, who had fallen on hard times. Van Dyke was also known to hire old-time, out-of-work actors as extras. Because of his loyalty, he was much beloved and admired in the industry. Van Dyke was known for allowing ad-libbing, that remained in the film, and for coaxing natural performances from his actors. He made stars of Nelson Eddy, James Stewart, Myrna Loy, Johnny Weissmuller, Maureen O'Sullivan, Eleanor Powell, Ilona Massey, and Margaret O'Brien. He was often called in to work a few days, or more, uncredited, on a film that was in trouble or had gone over production schedule. Van Dyke was commissioned a captain in the United States Marine Corps Reserve in 1934. On September 13, 1935 he was promoted to the rank of major in the reserves. Prior to World War II the patriotic Van Dyke set up a Marine Corps Reserve recruiting office in his own office at MGM. His rank of major often showed up in his later film credits and he was influential in encouraging other MGM stars to join the military during the early days of the war to include Clark Gable, James Stewart, and Robert Taylor. By 1933 Van Dyke had a three-and-a-half-acre estate in Brentwood, California, 334 South Bundy Drive, Los Angeles, California, which he added onto several times to accommodate his collection of artifacts from world travel and allow large groups of friends for entertainment purposes. The house was raised by the early 1960s and the grounds were converted by 1965 into a cul-de-sac named Rose Marie Lane with eight large-sized homes. In the latter half of 1942, despite being ill with cancer and a bad heart, Van Dyke managed to direct one last film, 
Journey for Margaret, which premiered in New York City on December 17 that year. It is a heart-trending movie that made five-year-old Margaret O'Brien an overnight star. Van Dyke, a devout Christian scientist, had refused most medical treatments and care during his final years. Following the general release of Journey for Margaret to theaters in January 1943, he said his goodbyes to his wife Ruth Elizabeth Mannix, his three children, and to studio boss Louis B. Meyer, and then committed suicide on February 5 in Brentwood, Los Angeles. Both Jeanette MacDonald and Nelson Eddy, in accordance with Van Dyke's wishes, sang and officiated at his funeral. His cremated remains are interred at Glendale's Forest Lawn Memorial Park Cemetery, with those of his mother, Laura Winston Van Dyke in the Great Mausoleum, Columbarium of the Sanctuaries, niche 10212. W.S. Van Dyke's mother, Laura Winston Van Dyke, was an enthusiastic genealogist and made sure he had known his own family history. He subsequently joined a number of male hereditary societies based in Los Angeles. He was a member of the National Society Sons of the American Revolution having joined on September 22, 1933, number 53277, California Society No. CA 1707 based on a documented direct descent from John Honeyman, 1729-1822, aide to General James Wolfe in the French and Indian Wars and later a spy for George Washington during the Revolution. That same year, 1933, he joined the Sons of the Revolution in the state of California on the same documented descent from John Honeyman, membership number 1847. He also became a member of the Order of Founders and Patriots, number 7141, CA 48, in 1933 documenting descent from Jan Van Dyke, 1709-1778, and Thomas Janssen Van Dyke, 1581-1665. Van Dyke ultimately was invited to become a life member in the most difficult to join, Society of Colonial Wars, No. 8634, California Society No. 397, admitted January 23, 1934. He joined on a direct descent from Captain Jan Janssen Van Dyke, 1652-1736, and Governor William Leet, 1613-1683. Van Dyke was admitted to membership in the Barons of Runnymede, now known as Baronial Order of Magna Carta in January 1935, member number 441, and Military Order of the Crusades in December 1935, member number 13 both based on a descent from Governor Thomas Dudley of Massachusetts. Van Dyke and his career were the subject of a 424-page well-detailed biography published in 1948 by Robert C. Canham which made use of extensive interviews with Van Dyke's co-workers and had the complete cooperation of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. The author was allowed full access to Van Dyke's files and photographs archived with the studio in Culver City, California. January 20, 1937, Van Dyke and Clark Gable had their signature, hand-and-shoe print impressions cast in greenish cement at Grauman's Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard. On February 8, 1960, Van Dyke received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for his contribution to motion pictures, at 6141 Hollywood Boulevard. Filmography as Director Journey for Margaret, October 28, 1942 Cairo, August 17, 1942 I Married an Angel, July 9, 1942 Dr. Colbert's Victory, February 4, 1942 Shadow of the Thin Man, November 21, 1941 The Feminine Touch, October 1941 Rage in Heaven, March 7, 1941 Bittersweet, November 8, 1940 I Love You Again, August 9, 1940 I Take This Woman, February 2, 1940 Another Thin Man, November 17, 1939 Andy Hardy Gets Spring Fever, July 18, 1939 It's a Wonderful World, May 19, 1939 Stand Up and Fight, January 6, 1939 Sweethearts, December 22, 1938 Marie Antoinette, 
July 8, 1938 Rosalie, December 24, 1937 They gave him a gun, May 7, 1937 Personal property, March 19, 1937 After the Thin Man, December 25, 1936 Love on the Run, November 20, 1936 The Devil is a Sissy, September 18, 1936 His Brother's Wife, August 7, 1936 Rosemary, January 28, 1936 I Live My Life, October 4, 1935 Forsaking All Others, December 23, 1934 Hideout, August 18, 1934 The Thin Man, May 23, 1934 Manhattan Melodrama, May 2, 1934 Eskimo, November 14, 1933 Penthouse, September 8, 1933 Night Court, April 23, 1932 Tarzan the Ape Man, March 25, 1932 The Cuban Love Song, December 5, 1931 Guilty Hands, August 22, 1931 Never the Twain Shall Meet, May 16, 1931 Traitor Horn, February 3, 1931 The Pagan, April 27, 1929 White Shadows in the South Seas, July 31, 1928. Filmography is Actor Intolerance, Love Struggle Through the Ages, August 5, 1916.